The reading is taken from Luke chapter 6, verses 27 to 36. But to you who are listening, I say, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who ill-treat you. If someone slaps you on one cheek, turn to them the other also. If someone takes your coat, do not withhold your shirt from them. Give to everyone who asks you. And if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. And if you lend to those from whom you expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners, expecting to be repaid in full. But love your enemies, do good to them, and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great, and you'll be children of the Most High, because he is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, Sarah. So I'm just going to pray before I speak. Lord, my prayer tonight is that you will open every heart and mind and open our ears that we would be attentive to your spirit, Lord. Amen. So most Sunday nights, I'm not actually preaching in church, but I am in fact reading to my boys. I've got a couple of girls, but I'm reading to the boys. And at the minute, we're reading The Hobbit. Uh, so I have entitled this talk, The Unexpected Journey. I'm sure you know that The Hobbit is a trilogy. How they make one book into three films, I don't know, but they did it. So The Unexpected Journey, and that is what we are talking about tonight, not only for this passage, but also The Unexpected Journey that Louise has embarked on through baptism. I have to warn you, Louise, I also got baptized when I was at university, and now I'm training to be a vicar. So I tell you, <laughs> unexpected journeys <laughs> is what it is all about. Uh, okay, so I can guarantee that it is unexpected. Which, um, many of you know I'm also a journalist, so I can't resist bringing a bit of news into, into this as well. So... Um, the next uh, slide is of the Duke of Edinburgh. Yes. Okay, on the 17th of January, I'm sure that when the Duke of Edinburgh started up the car of his Range Rover, the engine of his Range Rover, to get in it to drive back to Sandringham, he did not expect to be involved in a crash. And certainly the person who helped him, who was all over the news, did not expect that the person behind the wheel was the Duke of Edinburgh. Anyway, <laughs> uh, maybe we'll go back to the Hobbit slide so we don't want to look at that anymore. Um, thank you. Uh, so what this passage is saying is it is about an unexpected journey. Now, just bear with me on this one. For anyone who has not 
been involved in this series of Luke, I'm just going to do a tiny scamper through the first sort of few chapters of Luke so that we're all on the same page. Okay, and then we're going to really understand how the journey and the car crash and baptism all come together. So Luke, we're all doing Luke as a church. Luke is an amazing man, and he's a doctor, and he's writing an orderly account for the church, and he's writing it for Theophilus, or he says he is. So, and the idea is that, that this possibly is the most chronological of all of the, the Gospels. So Luke is, is a good man. And actually, the idea is that he probably wrote Acts as well. So let's think of it as Luke Acts. So if we were thinking of The Hobbit and writing a couple of films, film one would be Luke and film two would be Acts. So we're on a journey, not only through the beginning of Jesus' life, but into the ministry that happened after he died. So first of all, we get the buzz that he's about to be born. This is right at the beginning of Luke. Then the story of his birth. As um, the Archdeacon said this morning, where would we be Christmas without Luke? Just (laughs) wouldn't be the same. Then the story of his birth. Then Jesus is baptized, he's tempted, then he begins his ministry. That's his work here on earth. So his first job, when he really gets going, is to call the disciples. So he's called various of them together. There's been this miraculous catch of fish, and he's told them that they're going to fish for men, and then he takes a bit of time out to fast and pray. And just before this, he calls the apostles together. So these are his 12 who he's really going to start to to teach them the way of the kingdom. And this is where he starts the teaching. So we've just had the Sermon on the Mount or the Sermon on the Plain, as, as Luke puts it. So he's called them, and now he's equipping them. Now he's teaching them. So Jesus is the teacher at this bit of Luke. So we're all together. We've just done the first few bits of Luke, and we're here. Jesus is teaching. Now, here begins the unexpected journey for these disciples. If you think, you know, sit at the feet of Jesus, the great teacher, you would not exactly be expecting this stuff. Love your enemies. It's very slightly unpalatable. But what he's saying is, think differently. Keep that word unexpected in your mind. Think differently is what he's saying to his disciples. Don't think in the way that the world thinks. Take a different road. Okay, the the most clearest visual image I could think of was this. Okay, we're all on the highway and we we are trucking, aren't we? Whether it is being at university, okay, lectures, assignments, bills, placements, the world of work, then Monday is looming. Oh my goodness, we are on the motorway. And the temptation is to hold on tight, really grip that steering wheel, and let's just keep going. Just keep swimming, I think, uh, the fish said in Nemo. But Jesus says, no. No, 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 we're going to live differently. And even more than that, you're going to have to turn off the highway. Okay, so we're taking an exit. We're no longer on the highway, the motorway, we're going to turn off. Okay, so I'm going to leave this up while I talk about the passage. So 
the first and crucial bit that he says in this passage. If you've got it in your Bibles or on your phones, do please look it up because it really is fascinating stuff. Um, so Luke 6, 27. Very welcome to have it on your phones. So this different way of thinking, this different route. And he starts the lesson by saying, verse 27, okay, I say to you who are listening. So, okay, are you listening? This is what he says to his disciples. You would think that they would be, but that's where he starts. Are you listening? This is important stuff. And then he bookends this teaching with this really tricky phrase, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you. So that's verse 27, and then it's back again in verse 25. Love your enemies, do good and lend, expect nothing in return. So when is Luke is writing this orderly account, he's really trying to emphasize this by bookending this passage. Love your enemies. So when I read this passage, I start off wrongly, it seems, by making a bit of a spreadsheet in my head, a bit of a tick list. Okay, have I given any food to anyone on the streets this week? Yes. Okay, that's all right. Um, did I ask for that book back that I lent? No, nope. nope, that's gone. Okay, just forget it. Let go of that one. Gets to abuse and cursing. That's a little bit harder, <laughs> you know, but actually I'm going through it meticulously. But Jesus is saying to his disciples, let's just completely change our way of thinking. It's a brilliant verse, but later on in Romans, when Jesus, when Paul says, let's transform our thinking. Let's renew our minds. Let's think, think differently. Let's take a different route. Also, um, this is echoed in the book of Matthew, chapter 5, verse 43. Same teaching appears. Love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say, love your enemy and pray for those who persecute you. Various of the commentators, people who write about all these passages, uh, absolutely fascinating. Um, it's almost impossible to repay evil with good, humanly speaking, Particularly thinking today, today um, is Holocaust Memorial Day. I'm sure that some of you have seen that in the news where we remember dreadful atrocities carried out against the Jews. Uh, there's six million, six million victims of the Holocaust are remembered today. It's also the 25th anniversary of the Rwandan genocide and also 40 years since the end of the genocide in Cambodia. So this is evil and yet Jesus says do good you know repay evil with good so humanly that is just not possible so the commentators say endure evil with patience what God is asking us to do is take us a, a path of no revenge taking a path of bending our will to God taking a path of enduring evil with patience, a sort of self-denial in which we ourselves are changed and refined. This is a route off the motorway that is really, really difficult to take. Um, 
some of the ordinance from my training course actually recently went to Rwanda and stood in the place where some of the uh, genocide happened. And uh, these green shoots of stories are coming up about how hundreds, hundreds were baptized at the time of the genocide. Absolutely incredible story, uh, facing the worst moment ever in the history of the country. They turned to Christ. Absolutely amazing. So Jesus says, think differently, act differently, take a different route. Next one. And for many of us, actually, it's a complete U-turn. So we're not just on the motorway, we're not turning off the motorway, but we're making a complete U-turn. And this is where, honestly, it's such a privilege to be at a baptism. You know, to make the U-turn for Christ is incredible. Let's just review the, the wonderful, amazing statements that Louise has made. Turn to Christ. Do you turn to Christ? I turn to Christ. You know, I submit to Christ. I submit to Christ. I come to Christ. You know, let's have another shout out for Louise. Come on. (laughs) Absolutely amazing. This is my faith. This is the repentance. It's the saying sorry. It's the turnaround back to the U-turn. It's the U-turn towards Christ. It's thinking differently. It's taking a different route. It's being prepared to have our minds transformed and renewed daily by Christ. I can almost hear Jesus sort of, you know, asking the same question of these disciples back in Galilee. You know, will you live differently? And remember what he said at the beginning, are you willing to listen? Are you willing to listen to that call on your life and have the courage to turn away? Are we willing to offer these hands of mercy in the face of sometimes severe opposition? At the end of the teaching, Jesus says, be merciful because he is merciful. There's two other translations of this which are really beautiful. The New Living Translation says, you must be compassionate because your father is compassionate. The message says this, live out this God-created identity the way our Father lives towards us. So live out the way that the Father lives towards us, generously and graciously, even when we're at our worst, our Father is kind. So you be kind. I love the image of an empty vessel where we are filled so much by God's love, so overwhelmed by everything that he has done for us. We cannot do anything but bubble over and overflow with his love. And if you don't know that love, or if you feel really empty or really dry or just lacking the courage to to make this U-turn, then can I really commend this this evening, next next Sunday, when uh, Andy Economides is preaching. He's an amazing, amazing speaker. And he is one who will point to Christ, who will signpost the way to Christ. So if there is if there are any questions or you haven't quite got the courage or something stopping you making that U-turn, please come back. Or come to one of us at the end of their service and, 
and uh, we can talk or we can pray with you just to, to unblock that. So just to end, I'm going to ask if we could pause for one moment. We've already been urged to reflect by the church wardens and been urged to, to do things differently. And I wonder if there is one thing that we could do differently this week. If you've got the slip of paper, you might want to look at that. But just if there's one thing that you could do differently to make a U-turn, to listen to what Jesus is saying to you, to be attentive to his spirit, to turn off the motorway, to do things differently, to be prepared to be compassionate and merciful, and to pray for this patient endurance if you are facing all kinds of evil at the minute. So I'm going to just hold a moment of silence and then pray at the end of that and urge you, really, if you are in any kind of trouble or facing something that you can't face on your own, we're here to pray with you tonight. So please, please, please don't leave the building without someone protecting you in prayer. So let's have just a moment of quiet. Thank you, Father, for speaking to us. I pray that your word would go deep into our hearts. Protect us as we go out. And then this from the Northumbrian communities, Compline. Keep us, your people, Lord, in the arms of your embrace. Shelter us under your wings. Be our light in darkness. Be our hope in distress. Be our calm in anxiety. Be our strength in weakness. Be our comfort in pain. And be our song in the night. Amen.